0: Good afternoon, Los Angeles, and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Mallaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. Well, that was one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me on radio. I uh, forgot to punch in the zero before the six. So I got a news report somewhere in July of some phony year, and I took a look at it because I didn't check it, and I thought, wait a minute, the moon's not in Taurus, what's going on here? So I took yesterday's news and just innovated, improvised on it. Okay, today's show is for all of you people that want to learn about astrology. A wonderful basic astrology show as I give you my tips and my suggestions as to how you can understand astrology. This will be a great review for those of you that know about astrology, because maybe you're missing a few points. So if you follow my steps, and of course if you record today's show, then you will be one of those lucky people to be able to learn about astrology. Isn't that fun? So this is the show you want to listen to to find out what it's all about, right? We're doing Sabian symbols again today, so if you want to know degree of rising and its essence vibration, or if you already heard that, Maybe you want to get your moon or your sun down, then no problem. So everybody's sitting back, got your seatbelts fastened, and ready to fly into this topic, how to understand astrology. Okay, point number one. Point nine, There's 11 points to today's show, so if you're writing this down, be quick about it. Grab yourself a laser writer. Okay, be able to say the signs in order from any point. I think in order to do anything with astrology, actually, let me say this, there's going to be 12 points. Because my higher self just came in and said, Farley, you missed this major point. Okay, so there's going to be 12 points. There may be 13 by the end of the show. So don't just hang in there with me. I'm having a great time today. I hope you are too. Okay, so there's going to be at least 12. Be able to say the signs in order from any point. One thing I did learn about astrology is just like any language or any alphabet, we do need to learn how to say the signs in order. Even though you know, maybe you don't know, that Aries is the first sign and Pisces is the last, you should be able to take any sign from Aries to Pisces and say them in order because this will come in handy for you. So many times, especially in equal house astrology, when you're counting houses down, unlike some people who can start with a Pisces rising and zip over to house number 5 and say, oh, that's going to be Leo. Some people can do that. Sometimes I need to count in my head. So you need to have the signs memorized in order. Besides, I think, any astrological study, any astrological research or analysis will help open up the bridge from your conscious mind to the intuitive mind and i think saying the signs in order is part of the key there now here are the signs in order in case you don't know aries taurus and gemini are the first 3 so write them down if you don't have that yet aries taurus and gemini and then cancer leo and virgo are next and then libra scorpio and sagittarius and then finally capricorn aquarius and pisces i should go to the phones and test someone No, I won't, I won't, I won't, because he was saying, Farley, don't do that, we don't know, okay, I won't do that. Anyway, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sag, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. Now, these are important basics in today's show. We'll take, require some study and memorization for you, but if you do this, if you follow today's suggestions, then you will become astrologically enlightened, and I can almost guarantee that. Heavy, huh? Maybe for 99 out of 100 of you. There's a couple of weirdos out there that'll go, Farley. Virgo, Taurus, Pisces, Sag, you know, get it all messed up. So what that also means is you can go to any sign in the Zodiac besides Aries. You know, you don't have to always start with the first sign. You could start at Libra, for example, and do them all in order to what sign precedes Libra, like Libra, Scorpio, Sag, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo. See, that way you can take any rising sign and count through the 12 signs to find out what sign is on what cusp of which house. So that will come in handy, trust me. Number two, and oh so important, and what I forgot to include before I thought about the show today, was you must know the planetary lords, the ruling planets of each sign. This will also come in handy because in case you don't know what is going on in a particular house in a chart because there's no planets in that house or in that sign, then you can always refer to the planetary ruler of that sign to cross-connect what's going on in the house. There's no such thing as an insignificant house in the natal chart. If there's no planets in a sign or a house, doesn't make any difference because there is a planet that lives and rules and runs everything that goes on in that house. For example, I have nothing in my fifth house, which is Aquarius. And the fifth house rules your creative endeavors and your family, and the fifth house rules children and all that stuff. So because I have no planets in that fifth house, I go find the fifth house lord, which is Uranus, because Uranus rules Aquarius. So I find my Uranus planet is in the ninth house of philosophy, of freedom. So when it comes to family members, and when it comes to fifth house matters, I am Aquarian. That's my vibration, and that's how we find out what goes on in the house, by referring to a planetary lord that rules the sign that rules that house. So that's why my family is very independent, because Uranus in my chart's in the ninth house. They love to travel, ninth house again. They're very philosophical, they love sports, ninth house again. Ninth house, the Sagittarian vibration. We all love horses and animals. See? And my parents are very Aquarian in nature. My dad is Uranus in Aquarius, trying Venus in his chart. My mom is in Aquarius. See how it works? So you can find out what goes on in a house just by referring to a planetary lord. It might take some time for that to sink in. But I will now give you the ruling planets of each sign so you can write them down. The ruling planet for Aries is Mars. The ruling planet for Taurus is Venus. And these don't change. So if you memorize these lords of each sign, you'll be doing good. The ruling planet for Gemini is Mercury, and the ruling planet for Cancer is not a planet, it is a luminary. A lot of astrologers call it a planet. The moon rules Cancer. The ruling planet for Leo is also sometimes referred to as a planet, but it is the star in the sky, also referred to as luminary. The sun rules Leo. The ruling planet for Virgo is a planet that also rules another sign, Mercury. Mercury is a bi-ruling planet. It rules Virgo and Gemini both. So Mercury obviously carries a lot of weight in your chart. You're right. And the ruling planet for Libra is Venus. So Venus is a bi-ruler too, also carrying a pronounced amount of weight. Venus actually ruling Libra and Taurus both. The ruling planet for Scorpio is Pluto. Even though it's so small, it is powerful in its effect. The ruling planet for Sagittarius is Jupiter. The ruling planet for Capricorn is Saturn. The ruling planet for Aquarius is Uranus, and the ruling planet for Pisces is Neptune. If I'm going too fast, you should have recorded the show. (laughs) Sorry about that. Don't laugh, Farley. Okay, now also, step number three is you must memorize the basic meaning or the vibration of each sign. And along those lines with step number four, you must also memorize the basic meaning or vibration of each house. Now, because each sign actually epitomizes the vibration of a particular house, Three and four go together, meaning that if you learn what the first house means in that vibration, then you're going to get Aries down too. If you learn what the second house means, you're going to get Taurus down. So let's give you some basic meanings for each of the 12 vibrations so you can get them down and memorize them, and that way it will help you to understand astrology. Okay, first of all, the meaning of the first house is an Aries vibration. It specifically refers to the self, the childhood, the identity. Energy, life force, the battery, what makes us tick. The second house, which is the Taurus vibration, refers to the values of the self. What the self likes, what it wants, what it needs, how it loves. We're always talking about the self here and how it expresses itself in this dimension. And that's the Taurus vibration. The third house is how the self communicates. How it verbally and mentally expresses itself psychological factors third house and gemini all right the fourth house and the cancer vibration would be where the self lives how it resides the past of the self and the past lives also the mother are the maternal factors involved the self's emotions how it feels okay the fifth house and also the leo vibration would be how the self creates what it makes what it manifests its basic power its talent its gift the paternal factor or the father also children and procreation of course and fun too <laughs> also how the self organizes and how it leads the family of self house number 6 and the basic virgo vibration would be where the self works how it serves the health of the being of the temple the health of the body how the self analyzes and researches and how the self also will (laughs) gather information, so to speak, (laughs) the Virgo self. Okay, now, the lower six houses and the first six signs are basically dealing with the self and itself. So, the first six houses and the bottom six signs basically are a representation of the self dealing with self. When we get to house 7 to house 12 and Libra through Pisces, we are stepping away from the self and dealing with the world. So the higher six houses and the signs from Libra to Pisces is how the self relates to other people stepping beyond its home, its residence, its family, its work and such. So house number seven, which is also the Libra vibration, would be how the self relates. How the self balances its energy with other people outside of the family and the home. How the self loves as far as commitment is concerned. Partners and the self. Also marriage and the self and more approaching intimate expression of love. All right? House number eight, or the Scorpio vibration, would be how the self intimately relates with other people. We're talking sex. We're talking deep emotional ties or entanglements. We're talking about heavy things concerning the self and other people's money or assets. Whenever you are get involved with someone where you are legally bound to them, or where you are mortally tied to them somewhere or another, where someone dies and you get money from it, or where you have intimate sex with someone and can create babies. The eighth house in the Scorpio vibration is also the house of rebirth and transformation, transition, and metamorphosis of the self. So this is how the self changes, sometimes subtly, sometimes suddenly. The ninth house of the Sagittarius vibration would be how the self philosophizes. Whether the self is free, how the self travels, dealing with foreigners in foreign countries, also the self's attachments with teaching and college, that sort of thing. You know, I left out something when I talked about the third house vibration in Gemini. That would also be the self's brothers and sisters, if any. Now let's go to the tenth house and the Capricorn vibration would be the self and success, the self and ambition. And we're always talking about the person here. The self and career, logic, practicality, ethic, and karma are debts that we owe to ourself are in that 10th house in the Capricorn vibration. The 11th house in the Aquarius vibration would be the self's friends, the self's goals, organizational involvement, the family of man, humanity. Isn't this a good topic today? Don't you just love it? And also genius, science, intelligence of a higher level intellect and also invention of the self. And then the 12th house of the Piscean vibration is the multidimensional self, all right? This is the psychic self, the intuitive self, the self-destructive self, the dream self. Anything that is not visible in the conscious plane lies in the 12th house with the Piscean vibration. So there's always a choice of either going beyond this dimension and evolving beyond life as we know it with the Piscean vibration, or blowing our karma being self-destructive and remaining here so that's part three and part four now what you also must learn in the fifth step is the basic meaning of each planet plus the basic meaning of sun moon and rising learning what each planet means basically has a lot to do with remembering which planet i told you ruled which sign of course mercury and venus carrying the most weight as far as complexity of meaning But if you know what Aries means, then you can attach Mars to that and understand what the Martian effect is. If you know what Capricorn means, you can attach Saturn to that and get the Saturnian effect. But memorizing the meaning of each planet plus what the sun, moon, and rising means is important. And then number six, correlating the planets as far as taking their meaning and placing them in different houses and different signs and trying to get different combinations of meanings through experimentation Maybe another way to help you study, of course, by looking at other people's charts, you're going to get all different kinds of combinations, so that'll be fun. Number seven, basic meaning of major aspects. We talk about these aspects, trines, sextals, squares, oppositions, conjunctions, often in the show. These are geometrical angles that exist from the Earth to two separate planets. Not all planets are an aspect to each other in any given chart. We also outline what the aspects mean in our study guide, how horoscopes work. So you can find out what those aspects mean. You might have to spend some time and read that over a few times. Everybody has their own unique sort of aspects in their own personal birth chart, which definitely reveal karma and dharma. Karma meaning debts we owe to ourselves, dharma meaning deeds we have done in past lives. Trines and sextals reflecting dharma, squares and oppositions usually reflecting karma. Squares karma more with the self, and oppositions karma more with extenuating circumstances the self creates or real good stuff number eight memorize your planets the eleven factors mercury venus mars jupiter saturn uranus neptune and pluto memorize your planets eleven factors plus sun moon and rising sign plus north node if applicable if you like that by sign by house and by degree and if you fill in your abbreviations on the wheel of your astroscope then you'll be able to find out where your planets are by sign by house and degree You'll be able to find the houses by looking at your study guide, and you can number your houses, 1 through 12. And anyone I think that memorizes their planets by degree, by house, and sign is what I call an advanced astrology student. People that don't do that are lazy. No offense. Call me up and have your chart in your head already. I respect that. And I call that advanced. It's hard. It's like memorizing more than your phone number and social security number. Memorize those 11 factors. Number 9. Follow the transiting planets, the moving planets, either from the show, every day at 12 noon I announce it, unless I'm not here, (laughs) or by learning how to read an ephemeris, and I always suggest Jim Maynard's Celestial Influences available at the Bodhi Tree. And you can't read an ephemeris unless you learn the symbols. That's number 10. You must learn the symbols of astrology, the symbols of the planets, the symbols of the signs, and the symbols of the aspects so if you learn the symbols number 10 the number 9, you can follow your transits. Number 11, here's some suggested reading to supplement your course, your quest in astrology. Secrets from a Stargazer's Notebook by Debbie Kempton-Smith. Astrology for Yourself by Douglas Block. The New Complete Astrologer by Derek Parker. Encyclopedia of Ancient and Forbidden Knowledge by Zolar. Planets in Transit and Planets in Aspect by Hand and Pelletier. Also, Transits Simplified by Sequoyan and Acker. Once again, Secrets from a Stargazer's Notebook by Debbie Kempton-Smith. Astrology for Yourself by Douglas Block. The New Complete Astrologer by Derek Parker. Encyclopedia of Ancient and Forbidden Knowledge by Zolar. Planets in Transit and Planets in Aspect by Hand and Pelletier. And also, Transits Simplified by Sequoyan and Acker. And I also suggested you pick up the calendar, Jim Maynard Celestial Influences, whatever year it is, (laughs) and Almanac and Textbook of Astrology, Ephemeris, and Calendar, and you'll find most, if not all, those books at the Bodhi Tree. Isn't this just fun? Number 12, don't burn out on astrology. The mistakes some people make, you should listen to the show every day, but I say maximum an hour study a day. You will get sick if you're not careful of anything. And I know astrology is fun and you're in a hurry to learn, but you may learn more in your meditation than you could in reading. So don't freak out and spend 24 hours a day on this stuff or you will you may get nauseous from it, believe me, trust me. I've been doing this for a long time and sometimes before the show I start gagging. (laughs) But uh, take your time, be easy on yourself, and don't freak yourself out because you'll find yourself wading into astrology and then wading out. Now this has been an extended topic with fewer commercial announcements today. But I think a lot of you needed to hear this topic, how to understand astrology. And I think if you follow these 12 basic rules and you read the suggested reading, then before you know it, you'll be astrologically aware. And I forgot number 13, which should be number one, is get your chart done. (laughs) Because you can't do anything without a chart, right? Ha! Okay. Frankly, my advice to you is to get as many charts you can afford for as many people you know obviously if you're married you want one for your husband or wife for your children for your mom and dad for your sisters and brothers and closest friends you can keep the original for yourself make them a nice copy in a nice little notebook and give them a gift whether they understand it or not makes no difference but you can't learn about astrology unless you have other charts to refer to and that's why you should get charts of people you know and love and that way it'll make more sense to you as you try to figure out these correlations astrology is a science of correlations We're ready to go to the phones now. And I want you to know that every once in a while, I think it's been about a year since I did a show as detailed as this, but every once in a while I feel a need to do that to help people that may be struggling or grasping or groping so you can take today's show as an introduction to a basic astrology class. I've given you all the keys and all the answers and all the elements for you to learn and to start to master astrology as a science. Now to the phones. Cheryl's a first-time caller, a Pisces, Aries rising. Hello. Hi.
1: My question was related to work, which it usually is. I'm working at one of the studios right now, and I'm just wondering if you see...
0: Are you an actress?
1: No, I'm just working in the offices, and I, you know, we've got a writer's strike and everything. So I'm just wondering if you feel...
0: God, can you imagine how much money these writers have lost since they've been on strike?
1: Yeah. You see, it's very, very quiet around here right now.
0: I hope these issues are important, because yeah, I, I know so many fun. starving writers that aren't in the union that are sitting there pulling their teeth out right now going, you know, Why is the this happening?
1: left here, the financial people.
0: So you're a little concerned about your career right well, now. Well,
1: it's going to end in a couple of weeks. Oh. I'm going to expire there. <gasps> I'm just wondering if you pick up that this is a good field to pursue whether there'd be some opportunity.
0: What degree is the Aries rising?
1: God, I you know you did my chart for me and I don't have it in front of me.
0: So you're not one of those people that memorized your degrees. Okay, no, gotcha. Degrees. Well, you're shown immediate employment. You are shown immediate employment. I would get the resume done and typed and in the mail. Immediately, because you're actually shown landing something within seven days, almost immediate. So, good luck. Okay, bye, bye. Okay, bye. Let's go to Romaine. Born after New Year's Day, nineteen thirty-eight. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you?
1: Hi. Um, I'm calling. I've oh, really appreciated your show today because I started reading the only book I have on astrology after listening to you yesterday. But I, I think I probably want a general scan with emphasis on what might be up for.
0: Have you been freaking out? Yes. Bad, like the last six months, like a hen with her neck cut off or something like that. Your chart's really lit right now. It's like you're being pulled at from all sides. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think you need to get away. <laughs> I, I would suggest that. the mountains or something. You probably have way too much responsibility and way too many uh things going on. Gosh, you sound like me actually looking at this chart. I'm getting the chills here.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Because I've been trying to figure out a way to get away myself. And it's just like you do have a grouping of planets in early Capricorn and Saturn in early Aries. So with all these Capricorn transits, your chart is just lit up with all these squares and T-squares. It's like one of the hottest karmic times in your life.
1: But what does that mean?
0: Well, you have to plan your choices out. Try not to be too impulsive. Try to hold back your temper. You want to try to avoid emotional explosions or impulsive decisions. Because right now you're extremely sensitive and vulnerable right now. Unbelievably so. So what you got to do is calm yourself, center yourself, a good time to take up meditation, obviously. You are showing incredible spiritual growth right now, and the spirit could carry you through if you retain a spiritual priority and and not let too many things in this dimension get to you like you're letting everything get to you right now. So it's hard to say that. Okay, thank you. Does
1: that impact on career?
0: Yeah, everything. Every area of your life right now is lit up. I got it. The whole thing right now is a seesaw. Okay. Good luck.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Wow, okay, Uncle Bill, line 6, Libra Scorpio rising. Yo Bill! Good morning! Hey Mr. Bill! Yeah, hey, that's right, it's me again. <laughs> yeah, I love this day. You know, my numerology is 11 today, so I had to call in. Yeah, yo 11! Yeah, something's up in the universe for me. I think it has to do with divine intervention. My guy's been telling me all kinds of stuff today, <laughs> and I wondered if you had any input. Divine intervention, what one of my favorite on? topics, you know? Well, I would think... More than anything else, you're having a Mars square Mars coming up this week. So you don't want to be handling too many sharp objects when that type of aspect happens. It's also a very high, strong time, as far as temperament goes, are arguments with male figures. Uh-huh. Now, do you have any men in your life that you've been having a disagreement with Yeah. lately? Yes. Just wait. You haven't even peaked yet, Bill. Right. <laughs> but when you have a Mars square Mars, a lot of times, in my opinion, it's a good time to spend alone or into a reevaluation of your goals your priorities your values because sometimes it's hard to think straight in the heat of battle or in the heat, the heat of emotionalism so to speak i'm hiding out my house yeah so that's what the divine intervention probably is okay okay good luck guy thank you bye-bye Bye now. oh roger can't make it today look at that the bug man messed him up he'll call yeah that roger he's one of my best friends right he can never make it yeah how many times do I need to be rejected by this guy? You know, it's like I'm starting to feel like an ex-girlfriend or something. Rog, give me a break, with you? Okay, anyway. <laughs> Let's see, I got a note in the board, so I had to blast. I love you, Roger. Okay, let's go to Gail on line 7, Taurus with Gemini Rising. Hi, Gail.
1: Hi, Farley. How are you doing today?
0: Just got rejected again. <laughs> you know, I, th- I, I must have been a jerk in a past <laughs> life. I must have broken plans, never shown up. Rejected, everybody said, I can't make it now, I can't, you know, because uh, this is my big thing. You know, everybody's always saying, sorry, Farley, you know, I feel like Charlie the Tuner or something. Life in Hollywood, I think. <laughs> You're not kidding. I just want a general scan today. A general scan? Yeah.
1: What up, the most powerful vibration?
0: Step into the x-ray machine. <laughs> okay, well, uh, you, wow. Wow, you yeah. wow, wow. <laughs> Mars and Scorpio, huh? Did you like the topic yesterday?
1: I didn't hear you yesterday. It
0: was on loneliness.:
1: Oh that sounds right.:
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have Mars opposed Jupiter. I, I don't do you stay involved with men for too long? or uh, I've just ended a five-year relationship. Mm. Yeah, it's related to your relationship program. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have this Venus, Jupiter opposed Mars, right. which is a real battle sometimes in relationships. Mm-hmm. Are your relationships filled with uh, high-strung emotions?
1: Yes,
0: you might (laughs) say. You are, you know, you are shown a lot of money right now, more than anything, and tremendous spiritual growth, Mm -hmm. but I think you get distracted by your, uh, hunger and your desire for attachment and bonding and love and intimacy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) So there's, there's sort of an obsession. You're like me because you're real tempted by sexy situations, but sometimes it's like a drug and you say to yourself, gosh, I don't need this. Why am I doing this? You know, I have other things in my life to do. but it's like a polarity. It bounces back and forth with you. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, there's there's no shortage of men. But when it comes to commitment or bonding, wow, is it challenging. It's very challenging.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, I wish you a lot of luck. I, I know what you go through. But remember, you're not alone because you have me inside your heart.
1: Yes, thank you, and you're wonderful.
0: Okay, and also, if you want to get yesterday's show, it might be very helpful for you. huh. Okay, thank you. Bye, sweetie. Bye. Yeah, if you're an astrologer, imagine Venus and Jupiter conjunct oppose Mars and Scorpio. Yeah! That woman wins a cookie from a past life or something, right? Okay, let's go to Gail on line five, another Taurus, Sag Rising. Hi. Oh, Rochelle, I'm sorry, hi. Hi,
1: Rochelle, you're on. Your name's Rochelle.
0: Uh Uh-oh, Rochelle, Rochelle, your time's up. Uh Uh-oh. Hi, Farley. Oh, Rochelle, how are you? Fine. What are you doing? Hello? Um. What are you doing now? Listening to me on the radio? Uh Uh-huh. You are? (laughs) Did you give your mommy a hard time today? You did, what'd you do?
1: <laughs> she's going
0: to panic. Rochelle, you better turn the radio down. Oh, she's freaking out. She can, she can hear herself on the radio, right? Yeah. That, you never, you shouldn't do that. You should turn the radio off and let her talk to me. So, Mommy, what's the deal here?
1: She wants a general scan start. She listens to you every day, and today she came out from school, and she says, I want to talk to Farley. I want to talk to Farley. So I said, okay, we'll call Farley.
0: She got on. She said, oh, my God, it's Farley in the flesh. I'm getting out of here, Mom. <laughs> But well, anyway, <laughs> now, we have a lot of children listening to the show. I really do love the kids, too. I n- I never had any myself. And I think God planned it that way because he said, you're going to be dealing with plenty of kids, Farley. Don't worry about that. Well,
1: they listen to you every
0: day. Well, she looks like she's pretty high strung here and pretty demanding and very emotional the past few weeks, huh? Yes. Has she been yelling at you? Oh,
1: yeah. For five
0: years old, pretty powerful little Taurus, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, she's not shown much in her career or finances right now. <laughs> That's for sure she really is an incredible teacher i think one of the reasons why she likes me is she does have mercury trying saturn and mercury and gemini trying saturn in libra and with jupiter and scorpio she's going to be one of the best darn counselors salespeople or public relation experts you'll ever meet this girl has lots of energy mars in libra i think that she will be a perfectionist and she will also be a very very articulate spokesperson for whatever subject she loves she'll probably end up being an astrologer frankly
1: sure is interested in astrology.
0: All right. Well, she want to talk to me still?
1: Rochelle, you want to tell him about your crystals? He want to tell you about her crystals.
0: Okay, turn the radio off. Hi, Rochelle. Hi. Tell me about your crystals. Um,
1: I sleep with them every night. You do? Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have dreams? What? Do you dream? Mm-hmm. What kind of dreams?
1: About my crystals.
0: You dream about your crystals. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That got her, that got her, huh? I told her I loved her, it blew her right off the phone, right?
1: Well, we love you too, Farley, and thank you very much.
0: Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Someone's going to call and say, Farley, we got a one-year-old, what'd you I talk da da. I go, yeah, I can talk that language, what the heck. Okay, <laughs> this is the baby version of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. I'm Farley Malloris. We are here weekdays at 12 noon to 1 o'clock, and Tuesdays from 12 noon to 2 o'clock. Let's go to Trudy the Gemini, double Gemini. Hi, Trudy.
1: Hi, Farley. Thanks for today's program. Tomorrow's my birthday, and I just thought I'd get a birthday. I'm about the 20th general scan, right? You've got great (laughs) patients with us, but I would like a a pre-birthday scan would be great.
0: Yeah, well, the moon wobble's pretty much over by tomorrow, so that's good news. You have to get a solar return to find out if the moon is Cancer or Leo, because the moon is changing signs, probably Cancer. But there's a void course moon most of the day tomorrow from 1021 in the morning to 1157 at night. So if it's a birthday and a void course moon could be some major emotional stability required for this year for you. Typically, a lot of details are going to be taken care of for you this year. A lot of Gemini factors, a lot of retrograde planets. So you need to be more assertive in this year. You need to be more expressive, more creative. You need to plan and organize and do a major spring cleaning overhaul with your life. I think you know what that means.
1: Yes,
0: I do. Okay, time to clean up your act, right?
1: Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks.
0: You're welcome. We'll go to Judy on line four, a sad Leo rising. Hi, Judy. Hi, Hi.
1: Hi. so Um I'm an advanced student, so I know where most of my planets are.
0: Okay, where's your Jupiter?
1: My Jupiter is in Aries in my ninth house. What degree? Four degrees, Aries.
0: Okay, where's your north node?
1: My north node is in Pisces in my eighth house. What degree? Um, I forgot.
0: (laughs) So you're not advanced. You don't know your north node
1: yet. Um, Okay,
0: say the signs in order, starting in Scorpio.
1: Okay, Scorpio, Badge, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. Oh, Pisces, (laughs) Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra.
0: Very. My higher self says, oh, she's advanced. Let's give her a quiz then. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, Judy, what can we do for you?
1: Okay, Uh well, I'm having a baby this year, and um, that's all, you know. I,
0: I know have. this baby. You do? This baby's a friend of mine.
1: Really? He's going to be a Libra.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, knew as, I knew it was a he. Oh,
1: oh you did? Oh, okay. Good basketball
0: player, too. <laughs> what? Good basketball player.
1: Okay, great. But my question is, will I um, be able to get back to my work? I'm trying to make a transition into directing and writing, and um, my discipline level, you know, my moon is in Aries, too, is not very high. I have, like, a stellium in my third house in Libra, so I'm easily distracted, very, you know, mm-hmm. uh, stimuli-oriented, and the writing is just, um, I'm having a hard time with it. I'm wondering if anything's going to go with it.
0: Wow. Hmm. Well, your Venus is going to get sextiled by Saturn and Uranus and Sag, which is happening right now. Uh-huh. And that's not bad because Venus, being the lord of your career house, Taurus midheaven over there, right. an equal house, so that could help. You know, if you make use of that, Jupiter is still in your tenth right now.
1: Mm-hmm. That never does anything for me.
0: Yeah, well, it's because it's square your Pluto. You know, so right. so whenever planets go into Taurus, it's more frustrating and karmic than anything else. But if we take a look at that Venus in Libra and how it's being sextiled, you well, are showing potential. Is actually, zero Scorpio. I don't know. What I'm getting is options, alternatives. This might be closing a chapter on this type of career and and thinking about opening some chapters for some new, new, new avenues. Something else. Yeah, like counseling. I think if you really are advanced, then maybe you're an astrologer too. Oh, okay. So that might be an option, okay?
1: Great. Thanks, Farley. Bye. Okay, bye-bye.
0: Bye, sweetie. Okay. Jan is a nook. Look at all these cancers today. What is going on around here? Jan's a cancer with SADS Rising. Hi. Hi. The moon children are out today.
1: Yeah, you aren't kidding.
0: Because that uh, cancer moon is pulling them out.
1: I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's wonderful. It feels uplifting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What can we do for you?
1: Well, I'd like you to look at my chart and tell me something wonderful.
0: Something very wonderful. Yes. Okay, well, how about uh, that you probably need an ocean cruise with a very romantic man?
1: I just got back. Really, from a cruise? Well, sort of a cruise. I was in Hawaii.
0: Oh, well, there's a beach there at least. I think that this summer for you is probably going to be very creative. Yeah. You want to watch your anxiety levels, because I know how nervous you can get. And the Pisces transits square your Mercury, they are square your Venus, they squared your Uranus already, they're going to square your Saturn. So Mars could shake up, uh, you know, a lot of details needed and lots of running around needed to catch deadlines and and bills that need to be paid and responsibilities there. So a lot of small things that need to be taken care of all at once. You might want to organize yourself with a list or something.
1: I the whole thing about it is that I would love to do all these wonderful things and have this kind of responsibility. You know, my husband and my kid and I can't seem to have a chance to do anything for myself. I mean,
0: Isn't that depressing? Oh, no, don't let it be depressing. Never let it be depressing. <laughs> no, I would think uh, you're having a Saturn square Saturn this year, a Saturn opposed Saturn. This is a half Saturn return for you. Oh. People born 1944 and 1945 are going through that. Mm-hmm. So it's a very karmic year for you, especially emotionally. Mm-hmm. So that's where you should focus your energies on, balancing emotionally. Okay? i okay. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. That's another edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. This one's called How to Understand Astrology. Hope you liked it. See you real soon, weekdays on the Fox at 12 noon. Bye-bye.